up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Meaning of Podcast. I am Ace. This is RB3. And this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite directors and the deeper meaning within their films. And once again, we're doing a non-director episode, kind of like last week where we did a TV episode. This time, we're doing an entire studio. Yeah. This was suggested by Mr. RB3, well, so hopefully he's ready for this. Well, this is the one-year anniversary in which we did the Pixar studio. Oh, that's episode. totally right. That's great. Yeah, so. Um, we are doing this episode, guys, on Illumination Entertainment. They are coming off a huge box office weekend for their new Grinch movie that came out over the weekend and made a ton of money. So this is a relevant topic. It's a big studio. It has lots of movies. So please I continue listening of, and tune in. They have a lot of meaning too. Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later oh, in the episode. Um, but before we do that, guys, we're going to do what we do every week, which is read your comments from last week. And last week we did it on House of Cards. Once again, guys, leave us your comments because that is the best way to connect to us. That is the best way to leave your feedback, leave your yeah. thoughts, leave your opinions, whatever it is that you want to do. We know, we know we have a few listeners on the iTunes feed, but come on over to YouTube and share some love. Go over, uh, over to the Collider Podcast YouTube channel and yeah. give us a give us a little comment. Give Just us a comment. little tell, give tell us a us little like. Think. Tell us what you think. Uh, well, I know some people I saw. I just got Twitter back too, by the way. So I'm back on Twitter, people. Oh yeah, fresh. I forgot to introduce. I was gonna say that, and I forgot. But yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I just I saw, back. I saw some people tweeting, and they were trying to. They were wondering if we had like an email address or something, right? Like, uh, oh yeah, Raúl. Yeah, Raúl, oh, my yeah. man. Yeah, he's a, he's like one of our one of our regulars. One of the regulars, yeah, one yes. of the people who actually. That's what's up, man, Raúl. Salute I swear, you, I think we have like a good. Like 10 people who like listen every week. <laughs> listen, listen every week. Listen, listen every week. Yeah. And then sometimes that 10 turns to five. <laughs> they listen every other week. <laughs> nah, but hey, man, Raul, But this Raul's episode uh, is going to be a great one. Illumination Entertainment. They make, I'm sure, regardless of your opinions on all their films, I'm sure you've seen at least one of them. So make sure and tune in throughout the rest of the episode, which is going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that... Let's go to the comments from last week where we did House of Cards fresh off the new season, season six, yeah. which we I finished, finished. Uh, and it was bad. Was yeah, okay. <laughs> it was so now bad. you're on my train. Now you're on my train. That finale, man. Ooh. <laughs> now you're on my train. I was like, who? What is going on? <laughs> they just gave it to like a 15-year-old director or something. Well, see, that's that's what's funny. Well, I don't want to say that. Rob, Robin White directed the last episode. So oh, did she? Much respect to her. I can oh, tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Hey, man, I'm not going to disrespect Robin White like that. <laughs> I'm um, playing. I'm playing. You know, it's funny, too. Kate, Kate was also in the same boat that I think you were, where mm. he was watching uh, the first the first six or seven episodes and was like, okay, it's not bad, but I don't know where it's going. And then he saw the last episode and it's like, all right, this season. Yeah, the first four <laughs> were kind of weird, but they weren't bad. The last four, because it was eight, right? Eight yeah, eight, or, yeah. Yeah, the last four, ooh. I was like, this is, it keeps getting more and more downhill to the end where I was like, the only cool part, what, what I told you, no, I won't spoil it. <laughs> There's something cool that happens, and I texted you about it, and I was like, that's cool. <laughs> Everything else, not cool. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Peck says, love uh, loved you guys. Uh, for TV, how about the meaning of Mr. Robot? Oh, mm. yes. And for directors and genres like Robert Zemeckis, Peter Jackson, and Christmas movies. Interesting. Yeah, Zemeckis, Jackson. I'm sure we'll get to them eventually. Zemeckis is good. Uh, I don't know about Christmas movies, because I've seen maybe like two. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a holiday movies guy. I'm not, um, I'm not a mainstream. I'm not like a... I guess for lack of better terms, I'm not a white Christmas movie guy. Oh, you know, like but you've seen the Chris Brown Christmas I've movie. I've seen the Chris Brown ones. I've seen the all the 
other ones that feature some Negroes. Yeah. Those are the ones that I that I, that my mom was always used to. What watch. was it called? Was it called Last Christmas? Or? Last Christmas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that song, oh, man. man. That song's great. And, or this um, it was this Christmas. This it was Christmas. This Christmas. Okay. And because he did the song, he's like, and this Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, I was gotcha. way off, way off time. Um, sorry, everybody. Uh, close to Chris Brown. Yeah. Close. But Miss Mr. Robot. Let's Mr. Robot is something we definitely have yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I, big fan of it. You're not as much, but I am, dude. I was the one who told you about this show. Damn <laughs> no, it. no, nah, you did. Nah, a nah, buddy of mine is the one who told me about this show, yeah. and then I started watching it and telling other people about the show. I love the first. I watched two this seasons. first episode. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you beat me. <laughs> Fine, you win RB3. I was going to say, like, you told me um, about it? You told me about Black Mirror. Black Mirror, that's yeah, what I'm about yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I love Mr. Robot. I just haven't seen the last season, that's all. Oh, I you haven't even. So, no, but you dislike um, season two so much you didn't watch season three? I thought it was okay. I thought season two was okay. But yeah. I just, I'm a streaming guy. Yeah. And if I don't find it on streaming and if it's not easy to see, I'm going to probably lose track of it. Uh, I'll eventually okay. binge it, but I'll, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You, it's USA, right? USA. Like, how do you even watch that? Like, is I, it on? I think it's on Amazon Prime. I mean, I don't, I don't have Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. I think okay. that's what kills me. Yeah. I'll give you my login, bro. You, oh, can, you can check there that you out. There you go. I'm yeah. going to watch it. Yeah. Starting tonight. Season three is way better. I mean, I like season two a lot, but season no. three is way better. I like uh, Joey Badass. I like oh, him. yeah, I think yeah. He's oh, his character has a great arc in, yeah. in the next season. Uh, he's uh, yeah. We'll eventually get to Mr. Robot. Yeah. Uh, Athena J- Jackson says, "What? Rami Malek is super good looking." During his interviews, there are so many thirsty comments. It's crazy. <laughs> also, first time watching, and I really enjoyed how you guys related to the show too. Uh, to real life, uh, we are currently living in a Reds. Uh, we are currently learning about the Red Scare in my American history class, and you're absolutely right about politicians using fear to get votes. It's crazy how little certain things have changed. Yeah, it's crazy how we keep reliving the same thing over and over again. I was rewatching. Uh, I saw the interview that Scott Mans had with Adam Driver, and they uh, kind of talked about Klansman. it. They yeah. talked about Black Klansman because it's crazy how Spike Lee made a very bold choice. Uh, a buddy of mine and I had a conversation about it before we saw another movie over the weekend because he was he didn't like that choice at the end of the movie. It's I don't want to oh. spoil it, but how they kind of relate well, I think it. it's a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler, but it's basically Spike Lee telling you like, hey, everything you just saw for the next for the last two and a half hours is kind of happening again in a certain way. And well, it's he, just he, a different he, branding. He did the same thing in uh, Malcolm X too, though. He did the same he thing. He did do the same with thing. The, uh, with the uh, opening with the That's Rodney right. King. Um, I so I forgot think, about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like when Spike Lee uses that device um, personally, um, but I think it's very impactful when directors kind of relate the the real life material with the uh, with you know with uh, with real life material in the present with sure. whatever subject matter you're talking about in the past. Well, what's interesting is the fact that it, it's it, it, to me what I got from Black Klansman and the reason why I enjoyed it so much because again it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, um, nice too. If if not my favorite, because I still think Hereditary is the most impactful. You still I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. Hereditary. I still think Hereditary is the most impactful movie I've ever seen. It's maybe not. I'm not going to see it again and be like, "Yo, this movie's dope," but it's mm. still like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did I just watch? This is crazy." Um, but Black Klansman, I, it, what it does so well is the fact that it 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 frames certain things and it tells you certain things from the past, and it and it makes you feel like. We keep reliving the same moments over and over again, and we just don't realize it. And it's mm-hmm. and it's the idea of like like I love the dancing scene. Like I love that scene, not just because I was dancing and vibing with it, but just to make you realize like this is the 1970s, fam. Mm-hmm. Like if this was go if this was going this was so long ago, where freaking this kind of music was playing, and now it, just to show you the the time jump that we've have lived, and yet that word yet 
still comes up because we relive the same thing again. Yeah. Because this was way back in the year, like, oh, that stuff is dead and over with. We're super, super progressive now. And it's like, not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. slightly more, but not a lot more. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and um, I don't know. I really love that. How did we get to Spike Lee? And, and I brought the original, it up. What I was the original comment? It said, uh, I love how you talk about how politicians. Oh, um, right, 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 right. So right, it's relevant. Right. Yeah, no, but yeah, I'm on exactly. track. Or no, no, I'm not, no, no, I'm no. Not. But I was, I was wondering because, because when you're talking about the fear and how that's being, how that's a recurring cycle, that also makes me think of, of uh, another recent movie. Uh, you know, even though it's more of a sci-fi thing, but Overlord is the whole oh, idea. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I saw Overlord. Oh, okay, great. It was, it was pretty good. Did you see? You saw Overlord? Did you see Girl in Spider's Web? No, I didn't see that one. Okay, I'm a little salty that Fincher is not involved. Bro, I have some hot. Thoughts, bro. Hot uh, takes. <laughs> hot but, thoughts. But just, I, I just want to call it hot thoughts so bad. Hot thoughts. I love yeah. it. No, nah, but I, I uh, but Overlord made me think of how it was almost like how how is merging the genre of sci-fi like zombie movies because zombie movies are mm. kind of an allegory for fear of mm. the other and it's merging that with like Nazis and I think it's just really funny how they kind of play on that. It's one of the coolest genre mixings I've seen in a while. That's the best part of the movie. The best part of the movie is. That it's the World War II zombie Nazi American mixed with like a monster movie, mixed with like a sci fi horror movie, mixed with like a freaking maze at you know Universal Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, like all that stuff mixed together makes yeah. like it's the vibe is the coolest part of the movie. Yeah, I, I wish they would have had more zombies. I was a little disappointed by the lack true. of zombies, but yeah. uh, but everything else I thought was really good. More war movie more than I think. I, the war. Those first fifteen minutes were yeah. dope. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is dope. And shout out to some homies that were in it too. Gray Worm's in it. Yo, Gray, Gray Worm. Worm. It was from Gray Game Worm. of Thrones. Uh, I don't know. He's he's Dawson. He's like, I'm gonna write a book about my mama. Uh, really? Oh, that's guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know what happens to him later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then my homie Fitz. Uh, who plays uh, Leopold Fitzsimmons? Uh, no, Fitzgerald. I'm sorry. Uh, and Agents of Shield is in it too. He plays the uh, homie who 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 comes back. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. scene was crazy, bro. Yeah. That scene's wild. No, I, that whole movie is wild. Man. That's true. That's funny. That's a funny uh, movie. My hot thought to finish it up is: yes. I saw two movies this weekend. I saw Overlord and Girl in the Spider's Web. Yes. I like Girl in the Spider's Web more. Really? Yep. And okay. everyone is like, Overlord's best movie of the year, and I'm like, it was fun. Golden Spider's Web is better. Well, what's the uh, what's the review? It's like fifty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. Yeah, and that's with Cara Foy, directed by Fetty Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, the best part of the movie is the directing. Claire Foy yeah. is probably the weakest part of them. I love Claire Foy. Obviously, I've talked about the Crown a million times. Yeah, um, but Rooney Mara just gave something. She was just like something so crazy and cool and different yeah. that it kind of drew you towards her. Versus Claire Foy, kind of just. It feels a little bit by the numbers, and that's probably the weakest part of the movie. But the story and the, the arcs and the action and the directing, the de- the cinematography is gangster. It's so good. The cinematography is, it, is so. But would you say good. is better than the way Fincher did it? Or uh, it's very different. It's very it, like people. People are the reason. The biggest complaint that people have about Girl in the Spider's Web is that it's a it's a Bond action movie. It's not. Uh, 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 spy, spy, a detective. spy thriller, espionage type movie. It's more of like an action uh, spy uh, movie, and people didn't like. It and they're like, "Oh, since when do hackers have powers?" And I'm like, "Since it was cool, I uh, think it, it if cool. it works, it works." <laughs> like, I never get why people complain about certain things being 
unrealistic or 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 un like for me it's like if it's entertaining and if it's cool i don't care if she like clicks some computers and then a door opens it's like oh that's fake and i'm like it's a movie, yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> who cares it's cool i don't i don't care how many bond movies do you see and that happens but since it's the dragon tattoo story everyone's like oh it has to be well, rounded and is it is it is it, serious. is it is it is it uh consistent with the first movie though or no it's not no that's okay. very that is it's very much like its own thing right. yeah it's well, very see, that's, that's separate what, that's what turns me off man because I, yeah. I i love the girl with the dragon I, I mean like yeah. not just love it i love that movie you yeah. know what i mean and um, I haven't. I, of course, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen the Swedish. Oh, you've seen the Swedish tr- ones. Okay. Trilogy too. With Numi, I love Numi. Uh, Numi, Numi, mm, Numi I love her. Beautiful man. woman. She's great. Yeah, uh, and I, I love those movies too. But um, you know, this. I guess the Spider's Web isn't even based on like the actual book. Like it was written after the guy. Yeah, after died. It's more or? Fetty. It's more Fetty's writing oh, than anything okay. else. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So this all. It, it's like it lives and dies by Fetty. Oh, okay. And so it's more of just this own like kind of. Thing then. Correct, correct. I mean, it's based on The Girl in the Spider's Web, but okay. it's based on versus okay. like an actual adaptation. Adaptation yeah, where they're like taking Finch's the version. Book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was dope. I thought it was cool. I thought Lakeith was dope. Like he is in everything. He's free. Oh, he's in the movie. He's in the movie. Yeah, oh, dope. he's in it for a short time, but he's still like the best part of the movie. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I, I just really enjoyed the movie, and and that's my hot take. Because everyone hated it, bro. People yeah. were like trashing it. I was like, damn, like even like like YouTube review channels were hating it and then Rotten oh, Tomatoes shoot. critics were hating it. Man, and I was okay. like, yo, this is a cool movie. And it made no money. Really? It made seven million dollars over the weekend. Yeah. Well, I mean, you confuse people when you had Rooney Mara play it, you know, so many years ago and that one it wasn't a hit, but people knew about it. You and know? they made a little bit of money. Yeah, I made a little bit of money, but now it's the whole rebrand. I don't even know why they went forward with this to begin with, honestly. <laughs> I think they just liked the IP so much, and yeah. they wanted to follow up. And they and I think they were really excited about Fetty. I think they were like, yo, this guy is legit. And guess what? He is legit. He's legit. Yeah. No, I think dope. the studio was like, yo, this Fetty is a master. And he is. That's the best part of the movie is the directing. It's the mm. best part of the movie. Mm. And obviously the cinematography. That... That DP, whoever he is, had a blast shooting this movie. Really? It's one of the most fun shot sequences I've I've seen in a movie in a long time, man. Mm. I mean, there's a scene where um, a person is like getting up after being shaken up, and the camera just does like a, a Dutch, and then it comes back and it does another Dutch, and then it's just like it's <laughs> doing this thing, and it feels like the Inception scene, but mm. but just the camera movements, and mm. they're just having fun. Like you can tell that this is like. You can see what the camera is doing, so it's not anything like groundbreaking, because it's just a guy with a camera going like this. But it's still fun. Like you, you enjoy what's happening, and it makes you feel like you're a part of the movie. And obviously, the colors, the lighting is so cool. I, I, I don't know. There, there's a scene where uh, certain guys are wearing masks, mm-hmm. and it's in a dark, like almost like a ha- haunted house, and mm-hmm. it's all dark and foggy. And these guys wear masks, and the mask has like a little light on it, and it's like a red light, so they look like monsters. It's so cool. It's mm. one of the coolest looking films of the year. Like, really? that's my biggest. Okay. It, just go see it for the DP if you don't want to see it for the story. Okay, I might so. check that one out then, man. I mean, even though I'm still a little salty, but uh, yeah. still, you know, I shout still, out I to still support this to Latino directors. Yeah, Fede Alvarez. Alvarez, yeah. yeah, shout yeah, out to I'll support that. Claire support Foy. that. And Lakeith, man, Lakeith is a dope yeah. in the movie. He's so cool. Claire, Claire Foy better in First Man or? Girl with the drag, or girl with the spider web. Uh, 
Uh, that's a tough one. I would say First Man by First a little man. bit, yeah. Okay. But she's still better in The Crown by far. I, she's still an amazing actress, and she's still transforming completely. It's just like going from Rooney Mara. It's just hard because Rooney Mara is my favorite actress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like literally my favorite actress. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to follow that up because she's such a different Lisbeth. Um, yeah. So, yeah, go see it. Uh, those are our... Oh, no. Uh, yeah, one more. Y- Yaju, Yaju Prime says... Wow, I disagree with almost everything you guys said. <laughs> Thank you. Rocky Four is underrated, oh, if anything. Wait, wait, that's what the comments He's talking about, about Rocky Four, bro. I was going to say, we talked about House of Cards. Everything you said, and especially Rocky Four. <laughs> yeah, there was another comment um, <laughs> that I'm kind of just skipping over that. Yeah, right there was another cool. comment that got mad at me for, for talking about Trump, but whatever. Oh, we could go into that. I mean, no, I don't want It's too long, but it's basically <laughs> saying, like, Trump's not anti immigrant. He's. he's he has like immigrant family and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, immigrant white people. <laughs> like he even said it. He's like, why can't we get more people from Norway? They're cool. And we yeah. get people from these trash countries. countries. What yeah. did he say? Trash? Shithole countries. Shithole countries. Yeah. Like what did he say? Like Nigeria or something? Well, just African countries. Yeah, general, African yeah. countries. And I was like, that, of course he likes white immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. Like people from Norway and Sweden. Like those people are cool. Those are cool immigrants. Yeah. But all which, the brown ones. <laughs> which I think is funny because if you look at the people who come from Norway, from Sweden, their political system is all free health care. <laughs> That's free, literally it, with the movie uh, freaking Girl in the Spider's Web. Yeah. <laughs> they literally talk about how Sweden and, and uh, I mean, they do it in another report, too, that I yeah. saw. But Sweden is like super freaking liberal. Yeah, yeah. Super liberal. Yeah. They're one of the most progressive countries. They took in mo- more immigrants than any other country over the past five years. And they've, they have they have the most immigrant p- per capita um spacing wise as far as how many mm. people live in the country and how many immigrants live in the country and oh, it's really? the highest in Sweden wow because they just they're liberals man cause they're, yeah because they're very yeah. progressive they're extremely progressive yeah. and so is uh, Norway and it's, too and working their economy's Norway. booming their people are happy I, met, I just met a girl from Norway um, she was staying here she for have, a few months she, she have accent uh-huh. She had an accent and everything. Yeah. Oh, shit. Super piercing, white, blue eyes, and just like <laughs> the whitest person I've ever seen. And I was like, yo, Norway's dope. Um, but yeah, they're, that's kind of a funny comment to say, yeah. too. But it's true. It's hey. very true. Now, uh, thank you for disagreeing on Rocky IV. Um, now, let's get into <laughs> Illumination Entertainment. Illumination. Um, this movie studio started out with 2010's Despicable Me. Yes, sir. Which kicked it all off. Um, here's the first thing I'll say about this. They make a lot of money. Yeah. They're very successful. Um, regardless of what people think about their films, it makes money. It, it, it keeps people going considering how the Grinch made so much money over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was a lot of money. Like I was 67 expecting... 67 million? 67. That's almost 70 million opening. That's humongous. Well, you got you think too like the Lorax was one of their movies that came out in 2012 open to 70 million dollars. Was all, at the time op, at the time held the biggest opening weekend in March um, at the time. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's so much money. But here's what I'm going to say. Um, this was suggested by you, obviously, and, and <laughs> I, I want to hear mainly your thoughts, but, but for me personally, when you see it at face value, it seems that these films are exclusively for children. We're doing a meaning of episode of Illumination Entertainment. Is yeah. there even a meaning of RB3? Is, I, there, is there a deeper theme or deeper meanings in these movies? I don't think you're giving these movies enough credit, man. I think every single one of these movies has a very 
clear, deeper meaning to some extent. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe not like deep meaning, but it has a meaning. You know, uh, Despicable Me franchise is all about parentage, ad- adoption. You know, uh, uh, family. Uh, kind of universal themes that, you know, kind of resonate in a lot of Pixar movies and a lot of other things. You know, the Lorax is all about environmentalism, you know, preserving uh, the forest, nature, deforest, you know, stopping deforestation. Uh, what else they got? Minions. I think Minions is all about immigration. You know, I think that movie's all about, uh, you know, I think I think, I think that movie's specifically designed to kind of comment on, like, the current state of immigration to some extent, too. Uh, you know, seeing, seeing the movie Sing with the singing animals. That's all about reality starism, fame. You know what I mean? I think they all have something to say, man. And okay. You're laughing. No, I'm not. But I'm, I'm gonna not. prove my points, man. Ain't nobody watching this, so they can't <laughs> see my face. <laughs> They're just listening. No, um, man. Okay. All right. I'll take it. So uh, I think they all have something to say here. Here's my follow up question to you. Yeah. Um, kind of not changing the subject, but slightly changing it. How do you how do you review a film that is clearly targeting a much younger demographic than you do you judge it based on what you think the child will react to this movie or do you judge it based on your own personal feelings on this movie because i think that's the biggest disconnect when it comes to illumination and i'll get to it further on my notes um but for me it's it's the it's the concept of 47 year old men sitting down and watching minions go and just like there's a disconnect versus a child, a seven year old's going to laugh his head off because it's stupid noises and they, any stupid noise is going to make a seven year old laugh. Yeah. Um, how do you judge a movie like that? How do you review a movie like that? Um, well, I mean, I think, I think it just comes down. I mean, you can interpret how a kid will like it all you want or not, but you know, you're not a kid if you're, you know, I guess reviewing a movie. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I say just take it at whatever value you take whatever movie at, you know, um, because to me, I, I try and look at everything, you know, as, as kind of evenly as possible, if that makes sense, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I, you know, a lot of, I think, I think, I think to me, the biggest problem in movie reviewing and movie score and, you know, I think grading things on a scale is kind of like not cool to me. You know what I mean? Like I, I hate how people are less harsh on a Star Wars movie than they would be on like a Luke Besson movie, for example. Or they would or a lot of people are a lot uh are a lot more critical, let's say, of like a darker DC movie than a lighthearted Marvel movie because the Marvel movie is for kids, is making them laugh, you know? Um where I think you could find a pretty good amount of value on both of these properties to some extent. Um and to me it's like I try and Great, everything as holistically as possible. Now, when it comes to illumination stuff, is that a little more difficult because most of it's targeted towards kids? Yes. Um, But I still think the first Despicable Me, and I think the second one, too, has a lot of things that adults could clamor onto as well. And I think it's just whatever you find as a personal, you know, connection yeah, is, is where, is where I you feel, have to run with. I feel like I'm opening Pandora's box by even suggesting these kind of comments because I, just the idea of films in general that have been that get judged differently, like what you're saying right now about that, it's so interesting to me because I personally feel like there's also a version of that which is a wrinkle in time. Like a lot of people were like, yo, this movie's dope. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) We saw it and it's like, it's not. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. It was, it was, (laughs) (laughs) don't take it back, RB3. (laughs) You were on my side, bro. Well, I didn't say it was like that bad. You didn't like the movie at all. I didn't like it. 
Well, well I didn't like it. We come on, man. We okay. reviewed the movie together. Okay, okay. Don't take it back. Okay, Don't take I'm it not back. taking it back. Stick with your original opinion, man. Nah, I'm sticking with my opinion. I don't come think. On, I don't think it's like it the worst movie ever made. Like, I, that's I, what I'm saying. Okay, like, I never said that. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it wasn't good. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't good. That's no, not good. No, it's no. not. It's not good. Yeah, no. but but. I don't know. Cause but you think it, it got favorable reviews because... Because of Ava DuVernay. Yeah. And how Ava DuVernay represents so much more than just the film. She represents, like, uh, change. She represents women directing. She represents women of color. She represents power. Like, she represents a lot. So the fact that a lot of critics might have been like, mm, you know, might have been a little more hesitant, but they weren't. They were very honest with their opinions. Um, but there's also Pandora's box to that because I've been hearing certain stuff about Roma which I haven't even seen yet. Most people most yeah. people haven't seen yet. But the fact that a lot of critics are like, I don't get it. It's just brown people. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. Like, mm. you know, maybe just look at it from their shoes because a lot of people maybe are not, they say that they don't connect to the movie. Is that the criticism? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that a few. I've What's heard that on this freaking channel. What, from, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> See, I think that's a problem, you know? Like, I don't think relating to a movie... Well, that's what I'm saying, right? That, <laughs> hey, hey, I agree hey. with you, but a lot of people, <laughs> little people outside this door right now who are probably hearing me, uh, we're talking about that. I was listening to uh, For Your Consideration. I guess I'll, I'll call people out. I don't care. Uh, For Your Consideration. They were talking about Roma. Um, Jeff Snyder and Scott Mance were talking about how they were like... Oh, and Perry was too. How they was like... Eh, I didn't really connect. I don't get it. Like, I, I don't really connect to their story and I don't really connect to what's going on. And a lot of critics were saying that. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know people were judging Roma like that. Like, that's not how you should, just because uh, he's like a 42 year old white guy reviewing a movie. I don't know how old they are, <laughs> but it's like, that's not fair. Like, you know, am I right or am I right? There, yeah. There's, there's certain ways where it's like, just cause the story is about a, a Muslim family or an African family or, or a Latino family, like, there, you shouldn't just base it on your own opinions, but at the same time, you kind of should. What, what's the balance well, there? Yeah, I mean, your perspective is always going to play a part into mm -hmm. it. I think to some extent. Uh, for me, I for me for me watching foreign cinema, in, I, for me that my realization of not being able to relate necessarily to the culture or to what I'm watching on screen, I kind of had to, I kind of realized very early on, like, that's not a good way to look at foreign films in particular, right? Because especially with those movies, you know, this is a whole different country, a whole different language, um, with Romus in black and white. <laughs> so I think the movie's almost designed for people not to relate to it. Um, but, you know, I, but, you know, it is, you're, I mean, to some extent, you're right, though. I mean, you do have to incorporate your own perspective into it. I probably like Black Panther a lot more than a lot of people do because I'm black. So, I mean, I, I can't really help that, you know. But I also think that outside of it being a Marvel movie, I think is a very smart espionage film, a very smart comic book movie in general. I've, I think it's a very smart political tale about, like, the rise and fall of an empire and then rise again. You know, I think it's, I think it, I think it's just as good of a movie as any other uh, blockbuster big blockbuster movie that goes on to win a bunch of Oscars in, in my opinion so sure. um, but, but then again I might be looking at it from a, from tilted from a, lenses from a biased yeah, perspective yeah. and you could acknowledge that is that possible I mean I can acknowledge it but I think to some extent like I think to, Re regardless of the re fact regardless of the fact yeah. that I'm black I think I could still make a sizable argument for sure. I think this movie is just as good as um, I mean I said it before on the show I think it's just as good as something like Gladiator so mm -hmm. just as good as something like uh 
maybe not as, as good as Gravity, but you know, I like, thought you were going to say Avengers: Infinity War. It's definitely no. not as good as Avengers. Uh, it's better. Yeah, it's better than Avengers: Infinity War. You are right. <laughs> um, but what I'm trying to get to is is kind of going back to my subject. Is how right. do you do that with children's movies? Um, because yeah. for, for personally, for me, I'm unable to do it. To be completely honest, if I see poop jokes and fart jokes and kids are f- like l- having a ball they're like oh my god this is the best movie ever and i'm sitting there thinking my god when is this gonna end shoot me Yo, i like, don't i don't really see like i don't silly, really see these kind jokes. of i don't see these kind of movies i don't see illumination movies like really in theaters except for like this movie me one and two because i was like of age during that time you know but like <laughs> the target uh, demo the, the target i was in target demo but like but like beyond that like i wouldn't watch any of these because I just feel weird being like an old guy in like a movie theater well you know? here's my like, counter to you <laughs> <clears throat> um, let's get into uh, the the comparison the fact that the fact that but if it's a Pixar movie is different that's what I'm saying yeah. Pixar has reached an audience that goes beyond their target demographic so my thing is now there's certain movie audiences from Pixar and Disney I'll, I'll put both of them together because Disney does too where Adults get together and go to a midnight premiere for a children's movie, a Pixar, Disney movie. I think DreamWorks to some extent too. I remember going to the 10 o'clock premiere of Zootopia, which is a Disney movie, with my friends. And my friends were, I I forget what theater it was, but it serves alcohol. My friends were like sipping wine and watching Zootopia for crying out loud. (laughs) And I literally like in my head, I was kind of thinking of it. Like I looked around and I looked at the audience and I was like, we're all like – over 20 years old, and most of the audience is like sipping wine or some sort of drink. Yeah. And and we're watching a freaking kids movie, a G-rated yeah. kids movie, but it, it's not weird in any way. And now well, I think it should be weird. And now I, I go to see Pixar and Disney movies with my mom every year. Like yeah. every anime, I'm probably gonna go see Roth Breaks the Internet with my mom. Like there you go. So I counter you by saying that doesn't really happen with Illumination Pictures. You don't really see a 27-year-old a, a me Sit, go by myself to or with my friends to go see Minions or to go see Despicable Me 3 or to go see Grinchmas. Like, we're probably not going to do that. We're going to do it with Coco. We're going to do it with Zootopia, but we're not going to do that with any Illumination movie. Why I mean, is that? Why is it the fact that Pixar and Disney can have both audiences, but for some reason, Illumination doesn't have that same connection? Well, Pixar movies don't go for the cheap joke. You know what I mean? Like, for the most part, if you take a Pixar script and make it into a live-action movie, it's pretty much like a drama, like, (laughs) to some extent, right? Um, And, I mean, Pixar just has it a a lot. You know, Pixar, Pixar's whole idea, you know, the whole whole structure is is based around uh, making stories that are more than just for kids, right? Whereas, I feel like Illumination, they're specifically targeting kids in their demographic, but, I think, you know, if I, I think if you're targeting kids, that doesn't mean like you don't have anything that, you know, you, I think if you're targeting kids, you don't really have that doesn't mean you don't have anything to say necessarily. or You don't have anything of quality. It just means that you might be dumbing down the humor to some extent, you know, or you might be not you, you're not trying to reach for some sort of like I, I like I feel like to some extent. The Illumination movies are reaching for quality, but they're reaching for quality from a different demographic, whereas the Pixar movies are intended for adults. I feel like Pixar movies are almost intended for adults more than kids to some extent because uh, 
if you watch a movie like if you if you watch a movie like Inside Out, like <laughs> and try to show that to a four year old, five year old kid, they'll, they'll have no idea what they're looking at. You know, I remember when I was a kid and I watched Up and Up as a kid, like as a kid, kid. That is not like a fun movie, you know. <laughs> that is not a fun movie. But then, as you grow, you grow to appreciate that the story and 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 uh, all the and in general, all Pixar movies are told from a adult perspective to begin with. Toy Story is told from like the cowboy Woody uh, perspective. Yes, am I, that's not is that not accurate? Yeah, no, but I'm saying not all of them. But, Riley and Inside Out, you just named. But I mean, her and, and, her, and but her emotions are adults. You know what I mean? And and Joy is supposed to be portrayed as an adult. Same thing with the focal character. And I think the focal character in other movies are, are adults for the most part. Uh, maybe the good, adults I mean, I didn't see the good dinosaur. But but all of it is about a, a reliving the past. Yeah, all of reliving your childhood. Reliving, the, reliving yeah. your childhood or reliving your dreams. Your dreams or, or yeah, all of, all of the Pixar movies are about re- reflection. And I think mm. that's why they connect so heavily to adults too. Whereas... Illumination movies are not about that. They're just mm. it's different subject matter. And, and, do you think they should be, or do you think they what they're doing now is making money and they should just keep doing what they're doing? I mean, they're making money. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what critically like those movies are I'll, looking I'll, like. I'll bring like, it up in a minute. Yeah, I have yeah. them all. You have them all. You got a case on me right now. I right. got a case, bro. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, I don't know particularly like. If they should, they should do what they. I mean, they're making money. I mean, yeah, I don't they know, should do, keep doing what they're doing. Do what they're doing, but then you know, it doesn't hurt to make better movies too. I mean, if they if they want to, but um, you just I, said it right there. We can end the podcast with that. <laughs> make but better I think, movies. But I think quote by RB three. Well, I, well, I think everybody can make better movies though. I think everybody can make better movies. Mm, I, I, I guess, but movies. I mean, that's such a, a a broad perspective. Versus, I feel like if I'm a a writer or a director or an animator in Illumination Entertainment, and obviously I'm generalizing, I am kind of going in my thought process thinking, what would a kid want to see? What would a kid want to laugh at? That's kind of the thought process versus what you said before with Pixar is just, let's just make a good movie. Like that, the difference between let's make a kid laugh versus let's make a good movie. There's a difference between those two. True, but I think trying to make a kid laugh doesn't cheapen what what was surrounding it? What the purpose of a movie is? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's my sec. That's my final point. You know, and we'll stop after this, and we'll go through the movies. Yeah. Um, do you think a children's animated movie has a responsibility to deliver a cohesive, positive message? Something that the kids can kind of go out with a bang and hang on to, and say. Yeah, that movie, that animated movie was good because it had a positive message. So throughout all the poop jokes and all the stupidity, there is a positive message at the end. Or in Pixar, throughout all the good stuff, there's a positive message that kind of comes full circle. I remember me growing up and thinking of what my parents were thinking of watching the movie. And as they were watching the movie, they were always thinking of that in mind. They were purposely avoiding these silly animated movies and making me watch movies that had like super positive messages. That's the the thought process of my parents taking me to see these animated movies and me growing up with Disney, Aladdin, Mulan, Tarzan, all movies that have some sort of relaying message that my parents can have a checklist and just say, check, 
my my kids can watch this because it's not just silly jokes. It's mm-hmm. actually has a good message. That's why I. That's why Disney was like my mom's go to thing, and that's why my mom and I have that connection with Disney because we still watch Disney movies together every year. Um, it's because she would always find that in all these Disney movies, they always came back to something good. A good message is what my mom would say, and and that's the thing that she can kind of rest her hat on and say, ah, there's plenty of poop jokes, but at the end, there's gonna be something good at the end. Right. Should a kids movie have that? Um, the so or should it two, just be entertaining? I have two, I have two, I have two, I have two answers. Because it could just be entertaining. Well, I have two answers. For one, I what I think. Do I think a kids movie should has a responsibility to do that? No, I don't think any movie has a responsibility to. But it's different do when it's kids movie though, because you're yeah, right. Any movie that doesn't have a responsibility to do anything, you're right. It can make you feel awful. Like Hereditary made me feel awful, and I still think it's the best movie of the year. Right. But that's an R-rated horror movie. This is a kids movie. We're talking yeah. about a different brain structure as far as demographic goes. Their brains aren't fully developed yet, so it, it's. You see what I'm saying? Yes, it's different. But I also think that, like, I think I think to some extent, well, I'm going to give two contradictory answers though. So this is why. So let me say this: I don't think a movie should have any sort of responsibility. But I prefer, including kids' movies. I pre- yes, but I prefer if a kids' movie has a positive message. Now, I'm saying that because I think that you can have a kids' movie that addresses not something so positive and also be very impactful. I think immediately to the movie Bridge of Terabithia, which is which came out in like 2009. And when I was a kid, that movie was, no, 2007. Uh, but it was with Josh Hutcherson. And it, literally, as and that movie is all about, that movie's all about death. The, the main character dies like halfway through the movie or whatever. And then the rest of the movie is... And it's a Disney movie. It's a Disney kids movie that they ran as for all over Disney Channel. But when you watch the movie, it's really a movie about death and dealing with grief and and dealing with that shit. And I think that that's not a quote unquote positive message. But I think that I think that it does it does educate to some extent. Right. I think it does give I think it does add a perspective uh, to something. So I don't want to. So for me to say that, I think that all kids movies should be chained down to some sort of responsibility. No, but I I do prefer if a kids movie does have some sort of positive message or some sort of message in general, um, because I think that. I, I prefer that, but I'm not going to say that I'm 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 holding a, a kids movie well, to that. Well, but I prefer because I think that kids do need to do need you know do, should watch something for some substance. Well, so. well, here's my counter to what you said because I I didn't I specifically worded my question a certain way. Children's yeah. animated movies, animated movies. That's not bridge. That's not a monster calls. That's not the the wild well, things I'll give are. You, I'll give you another that, one. I'll I'm, give I'm you. talking about animated movies because animated dumbs down the demo. Like kids, like those movies that you were talking about can be like a slightly older but i'm talking animated movies means like you tiny bro like you can be a little 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 kid and watch these well if we're talking movies. about like things for like four-year-olds five-year-olds six-year-olds seven-year-olds like little little kids well no i yeah. would i would also go back to movies like the black cauldron or uh treasure treasure island that are disney movies that are not but so treasure island is pg I that, mean that that's already telling it's, the parents it's animated, but I, but it's also targeted to kids. It was targeted to kids too, though. That's it's true. Right? It is, but I'm I'm saying, oh fine, I'll I'll find I'll put my final stipulation. <laughs> G, G rate because I P, mean that's PG man. Like well, e- I even even I remember when 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 that movie was coming out, and I remember yeah. my parents actually being like, oh, oh, should we take them to see this Treasure Planet? Like for real, and I was yeah. like, it's PG, but even that PG put it in my parents' head. 
wait a minute, something's off here. Like they even thought of that. Like obviously not all parents are like that. There's parents that take their kids to see Deadpool and they're like four. Yeah. Um, Cause they don't really have that connection to the MPAA, but my parents do. And yeah. they were very specific as what movies they were letting, uh, letting me see or taking me to see. Right. Um, so G rated, G rated means I still, I still animated G rated movies. I mean, I still, I still don't think that, that I don't think, I don't really think that matters. I mean, okay. if, 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 I mean, I don't want to see an animated movie have nothing. Like, I don't want to see an animated well, movie have just gubble bump, gu- like bubblegum nothingness in it. Um, are there animated movies that have bubblegum nothingness to it? I think there's plenty of those. Are they called Illumination Entertainment? I do not think so. <laughs> I do not think so. And, and I was going to say, there are some people who think that, who yeah. think that Illumination Entertainment movies are simply bubblegum nothing make kids laugh as many yeah. times as you can and then make them walk out the theater kind of movies. And they're not. Okay. They're not. Here's my <laughs> final thing by kind of countering what you're saying is that you famously had a hot take, hot take? Yes. Hot thought? On Zootopia. On Zootopia yeah. Specifically mentioning how it, it it was even more dangerous what they were doing in the movie because it was targeted towards kids. Yeah. So there is a responsibility for children, you're saying. There's a responsibility. I also think that I, my problem is not with Zootopia as a film. I'm I like, think, I'm grilling you, bro. No, no, no. But these are good questions because <laughs> yeah. you're, 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 I'm you're calling addressing. you out. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. if there is there a responsibility or is there not a responsibility? There's Which a respons- one is it? Well, I think this. I mean, this, there's a responsibility for for race. Yes, I think there's a responsibility for race, religion, like, and I, I want to say responsibility, responsibility with 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 care. You know what I mean? Okay. Have a clear message. You know, if you're gonna have a message, have a clear one. Zootopia is not clear with his messaging. Is saying that you could. What the movie is basically saying is that if if you're if you're like if if you think a pred, if you, if if you if you believe in racism, then you're wrong. But you're also kind of right to some extent because if if you're pinning predators and prey against each other, that's factually that's factual biological differences, which is the founder and fuel for racism. So it's not having a very it's not having a clear message in what it's saying. Even though it's a fantastical universe and it's not real. Yes. Okay. And and, and because Because there's a lot of films that do that, bro. Yeah. I mean I'm gonna say right now, I mean obviously everyone thinks of Bright, but what the reason why Bright is so problematic isn't because of David Ayer and Will Smith and Max Landis. It's because of Lord of the Freaking Rings. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Every elf is like this white glorious long-haired beautiful creature and all the orcs and the different people live underground and they like the dirt and they're grimy and they're uneducated and they talk funny right that's that's some real that's some real racist type shit see i don't understand is that because i think the biggest problem with zootopia is that it has this message it has this this pseudo anti-racism message yeah but then it 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 doesn't really it doesn't it, it it's not clear about his messaging it could lean both ways either way if if a racist if a racist white supremacist took their kid to watch zootopia it's a perfect justification it's a perfect justification for it's it. like believe that I'm these black people are savages I, i'm a beautiful, beautiful lion bunny. yes and he's just some weird ugly dog yeah i get it daddy i'm supposed to like the dog but they're dogs and right. i'm a lion Right. That, yeah, that's really at problematic. At least, <laughs> at least with at least I with, still love Zootopia. But at least, at least with Bright, it's like we're adults. Like it's R rated. Sure. Like an adult can know. Like, but the this reason is why the I call out Bright is because yeah. I was thinking about this over the weekend because I think so. I, I saw someone. I think it was someone retweeted a, 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 a quote about 
I just got on Twitter, man. One uh, <laughs> uh, someone you you actually like, Drew McWeeny. Yeah, uh, was calling uh, was calling someone out because someone was saying just a super hyper racist person was talking about how there was an article saying that the new Lord of the Rings show uh, is it a Lord of the Rings show? Yeah, Lord of the Rings show yeah. is going to have like, black elves. And then the person was like, this is ridiculous. Why does it have to be black elves? Cultural blah, blah, blah. This is stupid. Um, and someone answered and they said, well, yeah, there should be black elves because we didn't see any black elves in the movie. You're suggesting that the orcs are the black people. And then the person responded and was like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. The orcs are the blacks mm. and they're working under like there is some real deep racist shit with that yeah. type of stuff. And it's obviously it's fantasy, but it's suggesting that. Oh, they're they're a different race, but they're di- they're just different than we are. They're yeah. just they're cool, and we respect them, but they're just dumber. That kind of mentality right. that races actually have in the real world in America that we live in today is dangerous to make that into a fantasy. Yeah, which is what they do, and which is why Bright got a lot of shit. Yeah, which I think, which is you know, if you're gonna give Bright shit, I think you're right. You have to give Lord of the Rings shit. You have to give everything shit. But I think more importantly. Gives Utopia shit because it's talking to children and children can learn. So th- that's my thing. It's, if, 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 if a movie's going to have a message, mm-hmm. have a clear message, and it could be positive, it could be negative, I don't care, but have something to say. Now, I don't, now, now, when you're talking about movies that have nothing to say, then I don't think that's a good... I mean, kids could watch whatever they want to watch, but... And again, I don't want to put any, like, holes or, or restraints on any movie whatsoever... But if it's if it's some if it's literally just like Teletubbies running across the screen, then sure it might be entertaining for kids. But you know, like I don't think that's necessarily substantive entertainment. Well, here's what leads right into our conversation about these actual films: is what's literally staring at me on your shirt, RB3, minions. and that's a minion. Hey. So if minions are supposed to represent Latino Mexicans, they're dumb as fuck. Yeah. They're stupid. They can't talk. They're they're just handymen. Is that what you is that what Minions is trying to say about us? No, bro? I don't think I don't think that's directly what Minions is trying you to say. You said it was about immigration. I do think it's about, it's about. I think the movie's about immigration. But, but why think, why are they why do they got to be dumb people that talk in gibberish? Well, that's very true. I mean, hey, that's, that's, that's I'm a calling very you true, out right away. Why does issue. Steve Carell's character, the the brainy scientist, and the Minions are his handiwork people? Well, working on Minions were literally li- wearing over like literally wearing like mechanic overhaul vests, well, representing like the stereotype Latino <laughs> handyman workman, the garbage okay. cleaner, the, yeah, the okay, freaking okay. staff cleaner, the the people who works on your cars. Ace, you're making a very compelling. Point. Hey, man, I'm telling you right now. Why do they gotta be stupid little yellow people who talk in gibberish? bullshit and who make and who t- talk funny and make fart jokes and, and I don't know it, to me the minions are the most ridiculous stupid children's property in in the front 21st century well the that's way, how much I hate the minions like I hate the minions the bro. Way, okay 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 <laughs> I, I really do I, hear you, man. I do man hey, I hear you man hey Be- listen because well, I think it represents everything that's wrong with children's entertainment just dumbing down a a a a, a a race of people, a cultural race of people making them seem as stupid as possible and making them a punchline for a joke. I literally had a friend come up to me and to- and ask me if the minions were actually speaking Spanish. And I'm like, no, they're, no. no. And he's like, oh, okay. I thought they were Latinos. Yeah, be, yeah, be, yeah be I thought they were speaking that, Spanish. And I was yeah, like, I know, obviously it was a stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'll, I'll blast him right now. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it made me think, oh, if there's someone that's really, 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 really white, they might actually think, oh, they're black, they're Latin people. The brown people. <laughs> They're fun. Look at him. <laughs> Look at this guy. And it's like, 
if that's what they're telling people, like my friend who clearly doesn't know that many Latinos mm -hmm. thinks those are Latinos, <laughs> you don't see the issue with that? Well, yes, I, th I think there's an issue with that. But I will say, I, I, I do want to say, I don't think that's the intent that, that they were originally going for. I'm, when I'm saying, you show this well, to my this, homie who lives in, in freaking South Carolina, and, and this is what they think of Latinos. Well, the original... And they think the, they're speaking Spanish. Well, the original reason why Mingas were created was because the, despicable, the first Despicable Me had such a low budget mm. that they were originally supposed to be people, but they couldn't afford to animate full people, so they animated short yellow people uh, so that was the original intent for, for the means now in terms of what the means ended up becoming uh, now I think the whole mythology of them being like I think you know I think almost to, to some extent I, I think it's less of a of a Latino like analogy you said it was about immigration bro well I think it's I think it's about immigration but I think also to some extent it's about it's about I think it's about I don't want to say slavery per se but it's about it's about low it's about fucking having slaves like i don't know what else i was about to say it's about it's about and, and smart white rich people taking a, a race of people that they seem that they feel are less than they are inferior and and, and using them as labor yeah to work but on then their Intelligent projects. Well, the reason as handyman. Well, the reason the reason I, I compare uh, sl slave slavery a little bit more is because I don't know if you actually saw the Minions movie, but uh, part of part of the mythology of the Minions is that they're the first people or the first at least like people like things on Earth or whatever, right? So uh, to me, I liken it to like how you know Af how everybody originated from Africa, right? How Africans were kind of the origin points, but then there were never because because right off the back they were enslaved and or 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 given or I, I guess I should say programmed to 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 have a master they've always resided in some sort of master so that's why and when they go to like 19, 1968 or whatever in the movie and then they 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 they're looking for a super villain to have you know to be their like main villain or whatever or to be their you know leader the leader master, or whatever yeah. yeah yeah uh they come to America and to to do that uh so it's so it's 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 it's, a, it's to some extent, it's about immigration, but almost to some extent, it's about being, being, being a species, being a race that was there first, that was that should ideally be the primal, the the standard, but being enslaved because of colonialism and because of like you know. But the reason why they're enslaved is because they want to be enslaved, and because they're looking for a master to have dominion over them, because they're inferior brains. Now, but do you liken now if we're if we're comparing minions to people, what's to stop? Why why are we stopping the comparisons of people? Are they animals? Maybe they're animals. Maybe they are. They're clearly not flares. animals, though. I mean, you I can mean, tell they're, they're a race of beings. They don't speak. They don't speak any language besides minion language. Besides to, to themselves, Spanish to my friend. There's <laughs> no, besides Spanish, but you know, I, but the animal comparison. I mean, I think we could almost think of them almost to some extent for, with the animal comparison because all of Illuminations animations is all about animals, right? Oh, to you, some extent. You're changing so. the shit though, man. Well, you no, I'm just saying, I'm giving multiple meanings. I'm giving, this is the meaning of podcast, Ace. <laughs> Am I not supposed to give multiple interpretations? But I think, yeah, but they can't be animals and have a, a, an immigration status to them. 
Well, okay. I'm 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 flipping the argument though. So what if so instead so no, I'm not flipping the you argument. You know what's but, funny? I don't even care. No, no, but I, no, but no. But I, these are good I questions. Care. I I hate the minions. I really do. Yeah. That's real. But as far as like me being a fan, I'm not offended. By no, that. no. But what I'm I saying, just I no, just but, think that they're the, yeah. the the kind of entertainment that they provide for children is is bottom of the barrel type humor. Well, I'm just trying to dissect like do you like because you think the intent is well I don't think the intent I, is necessarily I, about holy immigration. I think it's about a lot of things. No, but, but I clearly do feel like they're like. Language is imitating some sort of weird Spanish. That's that is regardless of how dumb my friend may be. Yeah. That the fact that they're going, oh yeah, eh, eh, no, eh, like it sounds like a, a Latino guy going, oh yeah, ven pa acá, wey, no, no me traigo lo. Like it sounds like a freaking mm. Spanish. It sounds like Spanish. It's clearly supposed to imitate some sort of weird Spanish language. I get that. Or the Spanish accent, kind of like the penguins from what is it, Happy Feet? Or what is that? Uh, Madagascar. Movie? Madagascar. Like, yeah. the, w- no, the penguins that are Latino. Which what, what movie is that? I think it's ha- not Happy Feet. It's you know you know what I'm talking about, right? The, l- uh, the Latino penguins who are like, yo, what up, fool? Oh yeah, that's I'm Happy Feet. Yeah, that's Happy Feet. Okay. Yeah, that's Happy Feet. Yeah. 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 You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you yeah. can't be like, those guys are Italians or Russians. Like, they're clearly supposed to be Mexican. Right. <laughs> kind of like the what I'm trying to say about the minions. is like, right. that's clearly what they're going for. Right. Well, and it's you- a stereotype that Spanish sounds funny, too. Well, do you think? I mean, these movies Which are I've incre- heard before, but these movies are incredibly popular in Latin American countries, yeah. though, too. Yeah. So, do you think is you think it's about? Do you think that you think this movie is giving a like? I mean, of, of course, like I these think characters these movies are, are popular regardless of where the country is. Man, this movie's huge in China. But do too. you think the subtext applies to even something that's more closely Latin than? You yeah, know? because I because humor translates regardless, man. Because humor is if you're showing dumb humor to any country, that's why these movies make so much money. It's because it's dumb humor. I mean, it really is like it, it, it's fart jokes. It's he hit a wall. He fell. He, he something crashed into him. It's just the most bottom of the barrel type humor that translates to any language, any culture, anywhere. And that's why this movie made a one point one billion dollars. Minions. Minions. That's funny. That's huge. That's crazy. Man. And that proves that the fact that they don't speak a real language and that they use bottom of the barrel type humor can translate really well. And that's why these kinds of movies make so much money. Right. I'm just saying that it's the lowest form of entertainment. It provides. <laughs> it, pro- it, it really is. It wow. provides. It provides a a a representation of stupidity to children and it kind of provides them like an outlet to be even more stupid i don't know for me this is just showing kids look stupid shit you do stupid shit now and it's like nah man give my kids some good i I wouldn't make my i don't want to i don't want to i wouldn't show my kids minions yeah, that's my, I mean, that's Minions my is not, take. Minions is not like I, the deep. If, did you watch Minions though? Yeah, man. Yeah, and like then I the actual movie. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I saw half of it. Yeah, I mean, half it's not. It's enough. not like a terrible movie. Like, it's not. But okay, but like. But my thing is, my thing is, is uh, this is my personal take now because you said right. it doesn't matter. I do think it matters because I think there is a, a form of entertainment where. Kids are obsessed with repetition, right? That's why they, that's how they learn in school. That's how the world is made of with children and their brains. Their brains are learned to repetition. And what these kinds of movies provide are repetition through stupidity, repetition through f- falling down humor, poop humor, uh, dumb noises humor. Where that, just making dumb, like, trust me, as someone who has like five nieces and nephews and is mm-hmm. like, live with them. Bro, they just hear dumb noises and they think they start laughing and they're laughing really hard and then they start making the dumb noises. It's it's teaching children that stupidity is cool and it's funny. 
But you don't think you don't think these movies have something other to say other than that, or if it is, it's lost with that. <laughs> what, uh, if, if, if I have a if I have a really tiny small little apple and then I just dump it in shit, it's gonna still taste like shit, bro. <laughs> what? Hey, I think of it more as p- taking an apple and putting in caramel sugar coating. And that, all and, that and caramel, caramel is actual shit. <laughs> nah, well, I, I don't know about actual shit. But it's sugar coating the pill. I think it's sugar coating the pill. That's how I see it. Like how how the whole idea I of, think Disney does that. You, you, you think Disney – I mean, of course Disney does that. But, like, do you think Disney D- – Disney doesn't – Disney doesn't – they sugar the pill. They sugar coat the pill, but they don't make it – the pill is not, like, anything other than – like what Disney what Disney usually says Pixar side if we're talking about strictly Disney well, I mean, are you talking about like Pixar because no, I feel like no, I feel like all Disney let, movies are saying the same let, thing let's I go, think to, let's, to, go, let's go I think to some extent any, I think, anim, any good animated movie yeah. in my opinion has dumb humor yeah dumb humor you can find in, in a Disney movie in a Pixar movie uh, in a Sony animation movie uh, uh, what, what are those movies called Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs uh, so, yeah, Lego Sony, movie Sony animation yeah. uh, uh, Warner's yeah. uh, Lego movie all those movies have silly humor but the silly humor is is played in a certain way that can be easily digestible it's not uh, a, a loud noise or a fall or a poop joke. It's not the quick, it's it's like a camera shot that repeats in, in cluttering with a chance of meatballs when they see the giant meatball in space. Right. It's it's a joke that comes full circle. It's a, it's a gesture that they do throughout the movie. Those are the kinds of silly humor. It's silly, it's super, I can acknowledge how silly, silly it is. What's right. the what's the Lego movie? Lego movie is also, it's all silly jokes, but it's right. still so freaking funny and it's so entertaining for kids and for adults and it doesn't need to do the repetitions of minions bumping each other in the head. Well, I mean, I think Lego so movie the, does have a lot of like repetitive dumb things for kids, though, right? Like, absolutely, but yeah. I'm saying it's not the the stereotypical the, because tropes. because you don't like the humor in it is what you're saying. No, is, I'm not saying I don't like the humor. Yeah. The humor works. I mean, the kids are going to laugh. I'm saying the humor is bottom of the barrel humor. It's 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 a literally uh, a black and white kind of humor it's it's what's right. what are those guys called the three stooges yeah that's the kind of humor it is it's it, that's all it is like every single movie is the three stooges right. versus lego movie can have humor on batman having a dark past or uh chris pratt being ha- having no friends or or little cats saying funny noises like those are silly it's all dumb but it's it's different varieties of a different type of humor versus three stooges Someone gets hit in the hits in the head. Someone falls down. The water explodes. Now he hits his other friend. Now he's making loud noises. Now he's making funny faces. That kind of humor. I mean, I I think I'm I'm disconnecting a little bit with you because I just don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. I don't know? think there's. I, okay, fine. <laughs> I am saying there is something wrong. With that. <laughs> I'm I mean, saying I'm saying what my initial question was. Yeah, if movies have a what, certain responsibility right. towards the minds of children. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's all a movie is. Well, I think they're more than that, Ace. I think they're more than that, Ace. I think you're really shortchanging Illumination, man. Tell me about... Uh, Like, have you watched Despicable... You've watched Despicable Me, right? And you don't even like that one. I don't like Despicable Me. Which was nominated for Best Animated Feature when it came out, by the way. I didn't like it. Despicable Me, Despicable Me 2, Despicable Me 3, and Minions. Let's talk about those first. Yeah. What is it? What is it that these franchises trying to say? Well, I think they're very strong on family. I think they're very strong family movies. I think in terms of... In terms of... In terms of... Particularly with adoption, right? And adoption 
action is something that we don't see a lot portrayed in any animated and in, in most animated films. Toy Story. Um, it's, but they're not adopted. The, well, the, Andy's the, not. The is Andy adopted? The three little aliens that the potatoes adopt, bruh. Oh right. Come on. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Those that's are their funny. kids, though. Yeah, they're kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's, like a, it's a side story, but it's yeah, still there. Right? Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, in terms, of, in terms of, like, in terms of having, and because I think, I know a lot of people who, who come from adopted families and mm. from shelter homes and, and things like that, and how their troubled past kind of riddles their relationship with their new parents, right? Mm. I think that's exactly what we see in this movie and how, and how these, like, kind of misbehaved kids who nobody else wants and how this sense of abandonment kind of fuels what they feel and how having somebody in their life like grew having somebody who is like irresponsible who is who is who is evil who's literally evil mm. um having to cope with the with 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 being a parent uh with them uh forces change on both on both ends and i think that's on both the kids and the adult of uh, of of grew now is it silly yes are the minions farting all the time sure but i think at the end of the day uh, the relationship between father and daughters is is something that is something that's for one universal and for two I think very impactful in depicting and and depicting a relationship with uh with a family that you have to come kind of become accustomed to something that you weren't born a family that you weren't born into initially. Um, I think this big with me too kind of kind of ups on uh, ups. <laughs> Kind of re-ups on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean that. Uh, no. Banana. Um, but I think Despicable Me 2 kind of double up, doubles up on that idea okay. and kind of and 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 and, and re-ups on that. Now, Despicable Me 3, I, and I'll be honest, I haven't really seen Despicable Me 3 fully, 100% through. Um, Ooh, don't get me started on that movie. But there's, you know. Jesus Christ. As, a, as the in-law story, as the, what, the twin, the twin, the twin yeah. brother or whatever? Yep. I thought that shit was it's, funny. Oh, man, it's bad. Uh, well, hey, man, Hitchcock used uh, repetition too, man. Du duels, uh, doubles. That was, a, that was a common thing in Hitchcock. <laughs> you compared uh, same Despicable thing. Me to Hitchcock. Comparing Despicable Me 3 to Hitchcock. Baby, um, and then minions. Like I said, I think minions. I think minions could say a lot of things. Now, I was, I was, I was semi like on the defensive when I was saying they're kind of, you know, they kind of represent animals. But I think to some extent, they, there, there is a representation of like domestic domestication in there, right? Now, whether or not that's like actual literal slavery, like I kind of alluded to before. Or if it's uh, low-paying workers like migrants, or if it's like actual literal animals, because I just think animals, because like literally every other movie they make outside of this big movie franchise is about animals. But that 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 but it, it all kind of it it kind of ties into the central idea of who who we are. What's what's your identity? Who what is what is someone's identity? And and with the minions, sure they're characters that don't speak English, but they have to find something within themselves, right? Um, and does it kind of, is the ending now with, with the ending, they do ultimately are not like fully developed characters. And I think that's kind of the biggest problem with the minions. I I'd say is that like the movie doesn't have an actual resolution per se. Um, but it does, I think it, I think it, I think it, I think it portrays a very specific type of companionship between, between, between the people who you're between the people, I guess 
I'm not. Are you, you saying oh. I'm reaching? Are you saying I'm reaching? Bro, you're pulling a Michael Jordan Space Jam type reach, nah, bro. Nah, man, that's not straight reach, up reaching, bro. bro. I'm not reach. reaching, bro. I'm not reaching. No, 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 you got me... that MJ face. Nah, 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 nah. Reaching nah, nah. so that's hard. Not reach. It's not reach. What I'm saying is, I think, I think it really does speak to some level of companionship, either to someone's, uh, to a dog or his master, or to, um, in a more cynical perspective. Uh, uh, a worker and his uh, a low paid worker slash slave to his master, um, and how that relationship kind of ultimately because t- they they end up tearing tearing apart towards the end, and they means go on their own and find their own thing to do. So, uh, like I said, it doesn't really have a full resolution, which I think is a problem. But I think it does. I think to some extent it does say something about being independent and being your own. What do you think this franchise, the Despicable Me slash Minions franchise, has to say about how the fact that the most popular movie in their franchise is the Minions, the one that features the less amount of actual dialogue, uh, the less amount of of like freaking logical moves, and the less amount of the use of one's brain, RB3. <laughs> man, you are really shitting on these oh, movies, yeah, man. Jesus bro, I'm Christ. going hard on them, bro. I'm wow. grilling them, man. I'm straight up having a cookout, man. I'm having man, a freaking Hawaiian freaking deep fried barbecue cookout, <laughs> man. I'm burying this shit in the sand. Did the minion touch you the wrong way, Ace, is he, when you were a kid? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, so- I really do feel like, it, I think it says a lot about our, our world and our culture, the fact that I, I was talking to my mom about this. The fact that stupidity is always going to win. People love stupid shit, man. People buy stupid shit. Be, people love to laugh at stupid shit. Like, that's this type of stuff that, for some reason, everyone can kind of get behind. Why do you think that is? Um, it's universal. And I think, and, you know, for, uh, no, no pun intended, but I think the, the uh, I think the minions, like, the fact that minions don't speak an actual language, I think, puts makes it more relatable like anybody mm-hmm. could pick up a, a minions doll or toy so you don't and, see and this as, the same thing. as problematic in any way you don't think it's like well no i mean bringing down the animated feature to like a level that's kind of like michael bay level well like the illumination is not the only one making animated movies you know like no i'm saying making animated movies that are like this um i mean like they're just i mean they they target they target di- different demographic I'm not going to, like, for me, I'm not going to get mad at Disney Channel for making Phineas and Ferb. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to be mad at Illumination for making dumb humor. What I am going to, what I would get mad at Illumination for is if, is, and I think they they are victim to this a lot of times, is they would, they will have a premise that's really great and, and, and have a really strong idea behind it, but don't really follow through with a complete resolution mm-hmm. and make it as, and, and, and to, and their films are pretty surface level and pretty clear about what they're about. But I wish they had a full arc to what they're about to some extent because I think, it's particularly to, particularly with me, that 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 movie is Sing, right? When when you look at something like Sing, that movie has so much potential to be about so much more than it's actually about. But it doesn't really follow through on a lot of the bigger yeah. ideas that it presents. Um, but I don't think that's a criticism for it being a kids movie or for it having dumb humor. Um, it's just more of a criticism on the movie. But um, I, you know, I guess that's kind of my point about yeah. this whole conversation is yeah. the fact that movies like Sing that have a lot of more, a lot more potential, choose to be just like a fun musical experience for kids, so they can have like a fun laughing time. Why versus, don't, I, don't, I don't think something being silly and having dumb jokes 
is mutually exclusive from being from having having substance. uh, I I just named a ton of movies that I thought were silly and had dumb jokes, like Lego Movie, like other movies like that 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 cluttered with the trans meatballs. It's super dumb. Yeah, but it's still like it comes full circle to one of the deepest types of conversations they have in the movie. And that's between the relationship between the father and the son. We talked about it on our on our right. Phil Lord and Chris Miller podcast. Right. right. Um, so yeah, I think there is. You're right. It doesn't have to be, but I feel like there are certain choices that directors and creators can make to say, "Ah, we did our job. We made him laugh. Let's finish the movie." <laughs> like that's kind of my issue is the fact that when you stop trying to go a little bit further than what you can go, just because they're kids, they're gonna laugh anyways. It's like, well, you could still do something a little deeper, like even if it's like an inch deeper. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I I, I think that they make the movies that they intend to. That I think they make the movies that they always intended to make. Um, they, you know, there's not as much. You know, for I, I feel like at least with you know, Illumination, I feel like, or I think with any animation or or child animated thing. Uh, you know, you you are appealing to kids, and you are making kids related content. But at the same time, it you know the 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 broader the broader audience of the adults uh, are going to be seeing are going to be paying tickets for this as well. Um, and I think where Illumination, I think where Illumination benefits from that is the fact that they're the comedy in, in and of the self, you know, outside of the poop jokes and outside of the fart jokes, I think they do have some pretty funny moments in some of these movies. And I think that's why, to some extent, parents don't mind taking their kids to see Minions or don't mind taking their kids to see Despicable Me. or they're laughing too. Because they're laughing too. Um, so I think that, you know, I think that, I think for me, the problem, the problem with, you know, these movies are not necessarily that the comedy is bad bad or that the comedy is fart related or this and that um if you know i think it just leans too far into the conventions of comedy of trying to go for the laugh instead of going for instead of going for a little bit of substance but i can make the same criticism and i did make the same exact criticism when we're talking about train wreck a couple weeks ago uh with jod apatow right when on the jod apatow episode that's a movie that's an r-rated comedy but I feel like that movie doesn't have much substance outside of trying to go for the laugh, and that's the same thing at Illumination. But I'm not gonna. But but. So you agree with me? Well, yeah. I mean, I agree to some extent, but mm. I think I I agree with you in a different way. I think, I, I mean, at least the way I'm reading it, I think you're criticizing it more because of the farce and the poops. I don't necessarily criticize it because of that. No, I'm I criticizing think, it because that's all they choose to be. Right, that's it. But I don't. I, well, I, I don't think that's all they choose to be. Okay, I think they do choose other things, and sure. I think uh, a lot of movies do have other, like other other quality aspects in them outside of the poops and the farts. Which one do you um, think has the one that stands out the most? That you're like, oh, that was a that that was good. Like, well, I mean, it, it comes to. Well, I mean, everybody. You know, I mean, Despicable Me. The first Despicable Me, of course, is, is the like, best one. Every, yeah. Uh, do you but think that's you know? But that's like when you make you know that's what everybody says. Like when you make your first movie is going to be your best because you spent your entire life making it. What about Secret Life of Pets? Um, I think Secret Life of Pets. I mean, that's that's more of like a Toy Story like ripoff, pretty much. But I think seeing I think seeing does have a lot a lot more in it than. Than what we're giving credit to, and I think Singh had a uh, that's pretty Matthew McConaughey Matthew McConaughey one, and it's about these animals who can enter into a singing contest Mm -hmm. and and make it you know towards the end or whatever. But 
I thought the most fascinating part is that they showed different animals from different backgrounds. So they showed like a, uh, they showed one of the I can't remember if it was if it was like a if it was like a, a rhino or or a gorilla it was one of them. But it was like a it, but but it, it but that whole the, the one of the, it, it was auditioning to sing, but it had a whole family of like bank robbers or whatever or robbers or whatever. And it was like how he's trying to break out of his path of his predetermined destiny. And, mm-hmm. and 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 join and and be a singer and be, you know and live his dream. Same thing with the other characters in the films. I think that is a very powerful message, and that is something that is uh, a good commentary on the contemporary space. A good commentary for kids in general to know that you you have to break out of your own identity for it to be yourself. Um, but then, but then it it like I said, it, it dilutes it a little bit towards the end, and I, I wish they would have focused a little bit more on on the personal aspects between the characters or whatever but yeah i yeah. i think throughout this entire episode because i'm closing up right now just so you know <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, i'm sorry i think what I, we I learned gotta get it, before we close up no I have to get i'm not actual, i'm not closing uh, up i'm just gonna say i think what we learned so far it, is that i'm just very very picky when it comes to animated movies yeah i was gonna say like i'm picky bro which 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 illumination films have you like seen like fully like i've seen despicable me 2 despicable me uh minions uh i've seen part of sing because it's on netflix <laughs> yeah <laughs> despicable me three so me three okay i haven't yeah. seen despicable me three um but or not fully um but uh what, what was your what, what was the last thing you wanted to say before that because I, I i was just saying that I, yeah i just feel like it all comes back to my first question that I asked you. The responsibility of challenging the mind of children, minds that are so, that are literally developing, is a little bit more, I think there should be a little bit more responsibility. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That it shouldn't just be about the silly humor. Have all the silly humor you want. That's not necessarily my issue. My issue is when you make it all silly humor yeah. and then it concludes with nothing. With like I said before, imitation of stupidity. That's it. That's just my yeah. my issue. Well, I think I think these movies. I think to me, these movies do have more. Well, what than was just... the the last thing you wanted to say? Oh well, no. Uh, well, I was I was going to ask because I think why well, I, I was going to ask you which ones have you had had you seen? Because I was wondering if you had seen uh, like the Lorax or the outside of I the Despicable seen Lorax. Me. Because the Lorax is very clearly an envir- a pro pro environmental movie and is very. It's probably that that one is probably the most clear in its like messaging. messaging. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's based on the Dr. Seuss book, you know, for for crying out loud. But it's yeah, about, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but, helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's all about it's all about preserving the environment and, and Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's in it as he's plays he plays Lorax himself. Zac Efron plays the the kid, um, and it talks about the harms and and the effects of deforestation. And I think if and I was curious to see if you had seen that one because I think, at least to some extent, that might adjust your perspective maybe, to some yeah. extent, maybe. You told me to check um, this one out. Maybe, I mean, if, uh, if you don't like these movies, you're not going to like this one. Like, you're like, watch Ro- Mr. Robot season yeah, three. Yeah, watch Mr. Robot season three. But if you're not going to like the if – you, if you don't like Illumination, you're not going to like this one. But I'm just saying, like, for me, this was – for me, for me, because I think I might have been probably on your train to some extent. I probably would have been uh, – Against like you know, and I love the first Despicable Me, but I think if if I had seen all the other uh, Lumination movies besides Lorax, besides Sing, I, I would think it's just dumb, poopy, stupid humor. But I think for me, watching those movies, those movies do have some sort of reading that you can inter- some sort of deeper reading you could take from it. 
Um, and I think it's I think there it's not bad, you know. I think well not bad in terms of it like it's not it's not the the worst kind of way of projecting the humor. Uh it's still similar type of humor, but it's not like overbearing in the same way that the minions are, for example, you know? I get you. Uh so but I, I don't know, that's just what I think. But I like the Lorex. I still have to I still haven't seen the Grinch. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cumberbatch. let's see. So I love I love the original. The Grinch uh, already came one. out. Secret Life of Pets two comes out next year. Yeah, as well as Secret Min- Life of Pets is good though. Minions mm-hmm. two, not good, but uh, Minions two in twenty twenty, and Sing two in making a Minions two. Yeah. All right, see, that's where I have a problem. Like, don't don't continue the Minions franchise. <laughs> that movie didn't really have an ending. Where are you gonna start it from? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. Holy uh, crap, bro! I can't stand the Minions, man. Yeah. I can't stand them. Yeah, I just uh, wish they would have. They, they should have gave a little more, yeah, a little more umph, yep. in it. Um, but you know, also, you know, and also, I I think you know, uh, I mean, this is more of a, I guess, a conversation about like the whole industry in general, the whole, you know, uh, movie industry in general. Um, but these movies have a relatively lower budget than a lot of animated films. Have a relatively. Uh, they're, they're. I mean, I, I, you're right. I, I shouldn't compare because I have the budgets in front of me right now. But they're compared to Disney. Compared right. to Disney. Compared, compared to, to Disney, Pixar. Pixar. Well, that spends all their money. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like the Pixar movies spend years and years and years yeah. and years. Literally and like years. seven years. <laughs> Minimum seven years. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. And and and, you know. We, I, I feel, I feel like it's a little, I feel like it's a little bit unfair because these movies clearly they have to be turned around I, I, and mandated. I, I agree one hundred percent with quickly. you. I'm very pro because I, I, again, I'm an animated fan, right? right? So I'm very pro other animation studios that are not just Disney. Even though I'm a big Disney fan and that's kind of where my bread and butter is, right? I, I root for every single animated movie. I root for DreamWorks. I root for Sony. I root for Illumination. I root for these kind of studios because mm-hmm. I do want to see some quality ass animation mm-hmm. that can actually make a difference when it comes to animated features yeah. make something good man like make something substantial make something that that everyone can enjoy and, and and put a finger on it and say yo that was good like that's what the kind of the kind of movies that i wish that these animation studios would aim for and i guess i i don't know if they're threatened by pixar and just saying like ah they'll do that kind of type of stuff we'll do something different we'll just kind of focus on the the potty humor and then call it quits which is disappointing to me because i'm rooting for them i'm rooting i'm rooting so hard i'm hype on spider-man into the spider-verse so hard yeah so hard and obviously because it's spider-man and because it's a latino spider-man what's up yeah latino spider-man yeah have black have latino that's what's up we both represent this movie i was gonna say man i was gonna say because when i talked to to my homie he's like yo first black spider-man and i'm like yo first latino spider-man puerto rican right puerto rican puerto rican so for me it's like i'm gonna call him latino and then black people are gonna call him black yeah 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 yeah. but for me i'm like i'm hype on the first latino spider-man and i got my mom hype she loves animated movies man i i just told you before we went on i Mm. I don't know if you heard me, that I, my mom was talking about Grinch. She was like, oh, should I check this one out? And I, I told her, <laughs> man, so I I told her not to. But there's, she loves animated movies, and she really likes those kind of animated movies that break the barrier, that break the border, that break the boundaries of just being silly kids' movie and being a, something a little bit more that can have a little bit more meaning, like Coco. Obviously, we all went nuts with Coco. But Moana, my mom loved Moana. We loved Coco. We love those kind of movies because they. it's not just because they're Disney. I mean, that's part of it. But it's also because they provide something a little 
little bit more for kids. And so kids can kind of reach something a little bit higher than just if I make funny noises with my mouth, with my mouth, my brother's going to laugh or my friends are going to laugh. All right, all That's right. all I'm trying to say. All right. Either way, I texted you beforehand. I told you yeah. I was going to go hard. You're I think I went hard. a little too hard. I, was gonna say, I apologize from, to everyone who listened all the way through. L- Illumination Entertainment, man. Bro, hire <laughs> me, Illumination Entertainment. Yeah, get this guy. Holla at your boy. Hey, I still rocking the minions. Hey, holla at your boy. I don't care how racist they are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I might Holla not be able to wear the shirt anymore. Uh, I'm going to be working at Illumination Entertainment in two hey, weeks. Hey, bro, you're speaking minion right now. Bro, what's happening? <laughs> Hey, hey, man, are you saying because I'm Latino, man? <laughs> are you what? What'd you say? <laughs> um, either way, catch me at Illumination next week. <laughs> My new job. <laughs> you know, John, uh, you know, John Apatel. I didn't say this before, but like, yeah, he tweeted, John Apatel. He on our Instagram. Yeah, he comments on the Instagram yeah. post for, for ours. Shout out to you guys, so he, man. He, he the one episode I wasn't on. The one episode. <laughs> I think you actually watched the episode, but I think Kay posted yeah. like video clips. Remember, from I it? showed you when uh, wow, who Jay, but Jay, but ba- ba- Bayona, Bayona, yeah, yeah, he liked our tweet, yeah. uh, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, I hope he didn't listen. <laughs> I hope he didn't listen because I kept calling Jessica Chastain, uh, Bryce Dallas <laughs> oh Howard. My god. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry, I kept calling Bryce Dallas Howard, Jessica yeah, Chastain. Yeah, they all look the same. That was people. bad. Uh, <laughs> all them redheads look the same. Yeah, no, I could say that because I'm black. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I think we should stop. Now. We should stop there. Thank you wow. guys for what listening all the way through for our episode on Illumination Entertainment. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Leave us a comment down below. What is your favorite Illumination Entertainment film? What do you think about kids' movies? Do you think they do have some sort of responsibility for a good message or a positive message? Do you guys enjoy these kinds of movies? What is your favorite animation studio? And do you think they have a positive message? Let us know about all that in the comments down below. We will be back next week, and we might have some spells from you. Whoa, wait a minute. We might have some some crazy hand movements. Oh, shoot. Uh, we might be talking about a, 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 another enormous franchise that we haven't talked about yet that's coming yeah. out with a movie. We're going to be talking about that with a special in-studio guest, maybe. Yeah, we'll figure it maybe. out. Maybe. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Either way. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Anyways, peace out, guys. I'm Ace. It's RB3. And we are peacing out from the Mini Alpha Podcast. Peace out, guys.